Hey everyone, I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring 20s Podcast. Today, we have on the three incredible women behind the Black Girls Texting Podcast, Chelsea Glynn and Sade. We are so excited to have them here. Black Girls Texting is a show about unpacking the shit that goes down in our group chat, which we all know is where all the real shit goes down. So we're (laughs) so excited to have you guys. We're going to be talking about friendship, working with friends, friend breakups, everything that that comes along with being and having female friendships in your 20s because that shit's hard so and who would be better than you guys because you're the you're the group chat queens so (laughs) hey ladies thank you so much for being here with us thanks for having us we're so excited I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of unison saying of the same (laughs) do you guys just like you've been like working together for so long now do you all just finish each other's sentences and say all the same things at all the same time. Glenn and I do a lot. <laughs> yes. It's happening more and more. It's so cute. So but that was perfect actually. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was amazing. It was incredible. Um, but let's go around each of you take a minute, introduce yourselves, tell us who you are, where you're from and how old you are since it's roaring twenties. I'll kick it off. Oh God, Jesse. No, you go. Uh, I'm Glenn on the show. I say at Bedsty Brat. Uh, that's my handle, but also because I'm from Bedsty Brooklyn. Um, and I just turned thirty, y'all. I'm like not Get her even off the pod. anymore. Yay. Like, should I even be here? Or I can offer no. like elderly. Yeah, wisdom. you're wise now. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're wise. <laughs> we need you. Amazing. We'll okay, go, so we'll go from oldest to youngest. Wow. Okay. Wow. I'm Shade. Sade. I am 29. And what else? From Brooklyn, Bedside, Brooklyn, New York City. Yeah. I'm still in the club. I'm also from Brooklyn. Barely. We're in Brooklyn. Yes. I was born in Sheepshead Bay. Oh, cool. That's what's up. Love it. All right. Now, Uh, Chelsea's going to lie. Go for it. My name's Chelsea, a.k.a. Charles Pinky. And I'm 25, just kidding, (laughs) I'm 29, Um, and I'm from Flatbush, Brooklyn. And I have, you said Sheeps at Bay, I have like such distinct memories of my mom dragging me to Lomans. There used to be like a Lomans there. Oh, I also have distinct memories of that. (laughs) Like hours in that store. Oh my God. Yeah, me and my grandma used to go there all the time. That's incredible. Well, ladies, we're so excited to have you. We have so many questions for you guys and you guys- have so much fun on your show and we just love the way that you guys interact so we think that you're gonna help us so much with this topic that I feel like we don't really talk about too much navigating friendships so Brenda kick it off yes okay so um what led you guys to actually like creating your show what led you to adding a microphone into the mix for me and Julia we've been friends for over 15 years now which is crazy but it's so funny because we're like we used to have these conversations all the time and then one day we were like you know what let's add a microphone so (laughs) where where did that all begin for you guys um and where was the idea of your podcast in general oh my god we're always pausing when this question is asked because we (laughs) all have different versions of the story interesting Well, I mean, we had a group chat with like a a few more girls 
and we would talk about just like everything in the group chat the topics were like I mean such a range from like oh like negotiation uh with your salary or like what hairstyle are you wearing on vacation or (laughs) what do I respond to this kind of text from a boy um so it was like a long a big range and we were all at slightly different places in our lives like I think I was still in college and I think maybe someone else in the group was out of college um so different perspectives because in those like years I feel like one year can make like such a difference Mm -hmm. um in like the 20s um oh yeah but yeah so yeah we just like I don't know we were like this is very interesting and a the way how black women are represented in media is like it's not like we're normal people I think that's why shows like Insecure did so well um because it just showed like you know black women are just regular human beings um so we were like let's just add a mic to this um and we went to the studio I think the first time it was like six people on the mic um I didn't know that oh yeah that one was the the we weren't even in a studio we were like in my living room on the floor talking around one mic with like a surround sound thing it was chaotic (laughs) um but yeah and then we just kept going and now we're here what is it like three or three years now y'all it's more four almost four coming up yep yeah long time That's so exciting. It is. And what you said, Chelsea, about just every year in your 20s being different. It's crazy because now Julie and I are coming up on on two years of the show. And we just think about like there are moments where we actually sit back and we're like, how do we get here? Um, Because we were just in such a different place even two years ago. And even things that we might manifest in a couple of months ago are totally different than what we expected now, maybe even better than what we envisioned. So um, it really is so true that that's a huge reason why why we do what we do too is just because things are constantly happening and changing around us and having conversations like these, just like you said, really showing this like human side of all of us is is so powerful because obviously there are the highlight reels. There are all these things that paint you know us to to be different or to want to look different to others um, or portray our lives in a certain way, but keeping it in this real like group chat type type of sense where we're just like giving it as it is mm-hmm. um, makes such a difference and really does make people feel less alone. Yeah. How old are you guys? I'm 25. And I'm 26. Baby. Oh, the youth. Isn't it funny how it feels so different? Like it's really not that big a difference, but it feels like. <laughs> it yeah, does. I know. You change it does. a lot. Yeah. So much. I I'm mean, not who I was at 25. It's so crazy. We just had this conversation literally on our last episode because we're all, I feel like it's such a, our culture is so like, if you're not achieving like right now, all Mm -hmm. the things that you want, you're like failing or you're losing time or like you're behind. And there's like such that rush mentality. But then when you take a step back to think about it, we're like, holy shit, it's only been two years since we started the show and we are completely different people like so much has happened in that two years and not even just in terms of like accomplishments but in terms of like who we are as people on the inside uh, how much we've learned and grown it's it's just so crazy and it's like it it makes you take a step back to be like okay why am I rushing all the time like two Mm -hmm. years isn't a Mm -hmm. long time and I've I've gained so much yeah 
Yeah. Totally. I've, yeah. I was going to say I rushed through like my early 20s. Mm-hmm. I was like constantly like, what's next? What am I going to do? But like yeah. the accomplishment thing, I felt like the yeah. last few years of my 20s, everything like started to slow down wow. and I could take a little bit more stock of everything. Um, those are some sweet years. Oh. They're coming up for y'all. <laughs> so Saturn return. Mm-hmm. That's probably why Ooh. that was happening, actually. They were, yeah. Yeah, there was some chaos. Too. Blame it on the stars. <laughs> Blame it on the stars. But yeah, it's and we love. I mean, we're so lucky. We feel like this show is so selfish because we love to get to talk to even someone who has like one year more of like life experience. Like you have mm-hmm. experience, and it's mm-hmm. we like feel like we get to cheat because we're like, okay, like tell us like what are like the later twenties like? Like what's thirty <laughs> like? Like let us know yeah. how to navigate it because this shit's hard. It's yeah. hard being in your twenties. Right, you'll get you'll get more money and keep you know so life is more fun with that yeah <laughs> we love that um but back to the show and kind of tying into starting to talk about this friendship conversation working with friends can be really hard how do you guys you know what are like your top tips for women who want to create or work with their friends I think one good tip is probably checking in, um, just like taking some temperature checks. We, I think we've really grown a lot in terms of how we communicate, but there, as you said, there were some moments that were very difficult. Um, and yeah, I think checking in, just like understanding that you think one way and someone else thinks another mm-hmm. way and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, as much as like you're passionate about your feelings, figuring out how to communicate it clearly and also understanding that as much passion you have about your ideas and thoughts, they probably have the same amount of passion about theirs. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I would also say like truly get into business with a friend whose business savvy you respect and admire and think is valuable. Because I've seen a lot of friends try to go into business with each other and one person is like really into it and the other person is like kind of into it and they're like this is like an experiment for them or they just don't work the same kind of way or really the other person might be not as per- professional or professional however they consider professionalism in whatever industry they're working in um and their businesses just fall apart and I think that's what I love about working with Shadi and Chelsea is they're both extremely ambitious and um driven and organized and like professional and business savvy and all those things so I think we hold each other accountable in those ways. And this is also like a really small tip that we just started, that we just adopted. But speaking of the group chat, so we have like our own like messy chat and then we have our like work chat. And it's nice to kind of just set those boundaries between the two because then we have a space to just be ourselves. And then the other one, it's like, okay, check the work chat. Like some Mm. stuff is actually happening there that needs to be addressed. And it like keeps us organized. That's a good one. Really good tip. Yeah, Yeah, that was, I forgot we did that. I forgot we did that too. Yeah. I was it your idea? Yes, it was. Because y'all were like, that's not gonna one. work. I don't, I don't know, but I've been trying to get us to on Slack. And oh, oh, we could not yeah. do the Slack child. That was no. That's a whole nother ball game. That's, yeah. another, that's another thing. It's a little bit too professional. Yeah. It's quite a lot. But I will say, like, this might sound harsh, but sometimes like you should not go into business with friends. Oh, like the they truth. just have to be like realistic, like maybe this isn't for us like you can consult with a friend and like they can like maybe 
come in and help you work on something that they have like a strength in and, you know, treat it just as you would business and then, you know, vice versa. But sometimes some friends are not meant to go into business together. Yeah. And I think that's really like realistic advice because I think we can, obviously this is a time where there's a lot of opportunity to create and a lot of opportunity to just like make something of yourself and of a, of a business, which is so beautiful, but it's so true. Like Julia and I have definitely had these conversations of we have such deep friendships and we're very lucky and we're so grateful, but it really does take a specific type of like connection. And I think Mm -hmm. openness and willingness when it comes to actually going into business with someone, because beyond what you mentioned before with like um, the ambition, I think that's huge. It's not to say other friends are not ambitious, but I think there has to be this equal division of like give and take, you know, not Mm -hmm. feeling like somebody doesn't have the same belief. And I think that that's something that Julia and I have really had from the beginning, even when the holiday season comes upon us and, you know, we get a little distracted by being with family and celebration and all the things, our belief in what we bring to the table individually and together and in our mission has never wavered. And I think that that's a big key when it comes to Um, putting your passion into something, especially because as I'm sure you ladies know, with podcasting, you might not always see like the, the fruits of your labor right away Mm -hmm. when it comes to like your reach or your audience. Um, And it's something that Julie and I have definitely been navigating is when you care so deeply about something and when you want to impact people, you want to reach more people, not for the, you know, selfishness of it, but because you're like more people need to hear this. (laughs) Um, So yeah, between all those things, but um, to my point, um, it's so true that not everybody meshes in the same way or it's is kind of like dating. Like you can think like a guy is like super awesome, but if you don't mm-hmm. have like the same vision of the future or like the same way you operate or the same like mm-hmm. basic values, like y- y- a relationship is probably not going to work. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I love that you like equated it to dating too, because yes, it, you do have to have like a certain I don't know, chemistry, but mm-hmm. also you have to put in the work, right? And yeah. when you're dating yeah. someone, you get into so arguments, true. you get into fights, like it's not La La Land, Cinderella, fairy tale story. But like if you care about it, then you put in the work too. So, so yeah, true. It yeah. is like dating. <laughs> yeah. It is. And I think that comes along with you having those like more um, you know, more I guess, difficult conversations. Like honestly, Julia and I just had one more recently. I wouldn't say it was difficult, but just more so like, okay, here's where we are right now. And how can Mm -hmm. we adjust? Um, Like, how can we adjust? How can we kind of shift things that we're doing or where are we comfortable? Where can we kind of, you know, get into a level of uncomfortable in a way that'll serve us? Mm -hmm. Um, There's there's so many different like routes that we could go down, but um, I think I I just love what, what you guys say in general. I think it comes with boundaries too. Yes. Um, especially now, which I'm sure Chelsea, you're going to experience now moving to LA. Um, like with Julia, there's something where I consciously now have to know like, okay, Julia wakes up technically three hours later than I do. I need to respect mm-hmm. that. She's not going to be, you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed at, at the time when I might be, you know? Um, yeah. So that as well. yeah, no, that's going to be, that's a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that in mind, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to hold you guys to that one. (laughs) (laughs) But speaking of like respecting boundaries, you guys all have other jobs as well as (laughs) podcasting. How do you navigate having multiple passions and careers at the same time and also respecting each other within that? Mm. Yeah. 
I mean, we have a shared calendar, which I think is super mm-hmm. helpful. Um, so we try our best to put like, you know, non-podcast things on there. So everyone's aware in terms of planning um, to be mindful of those things. Um, I think that's one way we balance it. I was telling them about it earlier and I was like, it's so funny because I'll just be like, Sade busy. And Chelsea will be like, Chelsea, dinner downtown with blah, blah, blah. blah, blah." Chelsea nails at such and such and such. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, (laughs) got it. (laughs) I know now I know where to find you. (laughs) Your flight to LA is so dramatic. Like she put her flight in our calendar and it's like, Chelsea, one way flight to Los Angeles. (laughs) She wants you to know she's not she's coming never back. coming back. <laughs> one way. One yeah. way. But that's a well, good I've, one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like my calendar with you, I also have, um, I have a partner. And so we also have a shared calendar. So like, I, I do put those details in there and then it's for both of you guys. <laughs> we <laughs> love it. It's fine. We both love my it. relationships. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I also, this is like, kind of bad but I work a lot on the podcast at work because listen (laughs) sometimes you gotta do a little bit of both and you know when I'm like sending a work email then I'll like check black girls texting emails or like just get them both done because I'm very fortunate that I am in a position where like at my job I will have time that I can like work on those things so I'm always just like in work mode and don't let your job like your main job like suck the life out of you like you still should be able to contribute to your passions literally when I was living in California I lived in the bay I would like leave my desk go to like a different floor and record the podcast because they were already home and I would be like in an office like okay oh, yeah, hey guys like we've had some I'm- of those <laughs> and I but hey, like you have to make it work. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like uh, try not to get caught, but I right. definitely feel like you should be able to like balance the two because I don't think that anyone should have like their main job, like sucking their the life out of them. And then you have to go home and do the other thing like it, that it can get kind of hard. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, we respect the fact that uh, we have jobs that yes. we need in order to get live. Yes. And so like, if someone's like, hey, like, I know we were trying to do this, but like now I have a meeting on my calendar. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. We have to yep. adjust. Yep. Totally yeah. Totally. Like yeah. literally I missed a recording this morning because I had to work. Yeah. I'm not going to lie though. I didn't know it was that. I got that confused. I didn't me. know it was at 11 either girl. I don't know <laughs> how <happened>. that happened. <laughs> um, yeah. I was going to say one more thing about that. The balance. I don't know. I think just we're, we're patient with each other and understanding just kind of adding on to what Chelsea said. And I'm, I mean, personally, I've found it difficult to juggle things since we started this podcast, but I think it's just a, 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 a result of me having just some weird ass jobs. Um, <laughs> that just Like I was still in person when they were remote. So like they could do things in the afternoon that I couldn't. And mm-hmm. just, I don't know, I've always been kind of professionally like, fucking scrambled and doing 50 things um so I'm just in a state of chaos so yeah I don't know hopefully that changes in the 30s thriving um we we relate on such a deep level and I I think it really goes to show that having that type of just like I guess maybe you've spoken about the type of boundaries and relationships and whatnot, but to an extent too, I feel like for us too, like it's almost also unspoken the way that our um like dynamic works that just like 
patience, relentless understanding, understanding we need to adjust. And I feel like being adaptable is something that's probably not talked mm-hmm. about as much when it comes to both friendships and friendships that turn into business um, is, you know, this, I think sometimes we, we can play like a blame game or, you know, all that stuff. But I think when you really know where someone's heart is and where all their stuff, you know, where their intentions are, mm-hmm. not this like judgment or they care less than I do. It's like, okay, this is the reality of the situation. This is how we're going to adjust. And I think that obviously we all know personally, when it comes to scheduling, it's hard to schedule people's lives um, together and, and whatnot. But I also do the same thing, by the way, at work, like someone will walk in, in the office and I'm like, Oh, this is podcast stuff, but I'll get back to that soon. <laughs> I'm just like open about it. At this you gotta make room oh, I, love for your I love that. I love that. I don't tell people at work about <laughs> it, but I feel like if I did, I would be like, I'm working on my podcast. Sorry. Yeah. I'll, I'll get back to you. <laughs> right. sure. And obviously only with my coworkers, not with our customers or anything, but creativity comes in and I'm like, I just, I'm the type of person that when I get a spark of inspiration, I have to do it in that moment. <laughs> I'm, I'm the like, same way Great idea for an ebook. This is a great idea for, I don't even know our, our new media kit, like whatever. I just got to do it. <laughs> She's great like that. She's amazing like that. But yeah, that's it. So many good points. And I just, I think like what you guys said about making time for your passion, like it's hard. It's fucking Mm -hmm. hard. There's only so many hours in the day. And like, yeah, there's other things we need to do and not just work, like life things and other relationship things. Like it's really hard. But if you really love something, like you guys have done it, you guys have done it with three people together. Like you find a way to make it work. And it's just amazing to see you know, what comes out of like the fruits of those labors and it's not always easy and it's not always pretty, mm-hmm. but you find a way to make it work. And when you have good people to do it with, it makes it a whole lot better. Yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so everybody knows how much I absolutely love skincare and how much I hate when your skin is like dry and dehydrated and crackly. It's not cute. It's not cute at all. Brenda was just talking to me about how her skin's feeling extra dry, but we have found the solution because one of my favorite brands, The Way, has come out with two amazing new products to help keep us moisturized and hydrated during this cold, cold winter. I'm talking about The Way Melrose Place Body Cream and The Way Melrose Place Body Cleanser. I never really think about the cleanser that I'm using on my body, but it is so important to take care of our body just as much as we're taking care of the skin on our face. After all, our body is the biggest organ and we better take care of it. And I'm going to with the way Melrose Place Body Cleanser because it balances your skin without stripping it or leaving unwanted residue. It gently cleanses and nourishes at the same time with a luxurious lather. It's skin softening. It has hydrating oils and it has high quality nourishing ingredients like jojoba seed oil and rosehip oil which I absolutely love and you can experience the new way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser your body your way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code BELIEVE. Go get slippery and hydrated, girl. Hydration looks good on you. Yeah, but let's move into friendships even more because friendships in your 20s can be really tricky. Like, everyone has their own shit going on people are moving, like people are starting, you know, different phases of their lives. And I feel like in your twenties, it's like 
kind of the one time in our life where you can be in completely different phases than like your best friend. Like Mm -hmm. you could be like married with a baby and, or you could be like single and like doing like like, a world. (laughs) Like it's so true. It could be like so different. So what are some things that you guys believe make really strong female friendships? Like, what do you look for in a friend? What do you think are the, the top things that make friendships at this age like lasting and strong I love this question yeah mm-hmm. it's a good question I can't wait to hear your answers I mean I feel I, like the go ahead I was just gonna say one thing that popped into my head is like the friends that like check in on you I feel like that's really valuable because um you know everyone's like life portrayals right now are like of that of like perfection and so the friends that are like, hey, like, how's this going? How's that going? And like actively care. I think that's really important when I think about like my friends. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. and then like, it makes you feel like, it reminds you that you also need to check in on them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like people who are more like inward and like, you know, deal with things on their, on their own. Yeah, I think it's good when friends check in. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Go ahead, Shadi. I was going to say, so funny. I'm saying the opposite. I'm like, I love friends that you're just like, never speak to you. And then you speak to them and then they're like, hey, girl. And you just jump. What's what's that a result of, though? Like, if you were to think about like what makes you able to pick things back up with those friends? I think it's like just the understanding of like, you're doing things, I'm doing things. And then you kind of have those moments of like catching up. But I actually do need to be better about checking in because I realize I have a lot of friends that are always checking in with me and I'm like, hey, and then I'm like, oh shit, I'm kind of dropping the ball here. So it definitely is good to check in. But I also do love those friends that are just like, yeah, um, I was gonna use an extreme example, like my friend who has a kid, like, yeah, like he's teething now and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I am so far from that, but I love that for you. (laughs) And we talk about whatever and like, we're just able to jump in. It happens a lot actually with my friends from college who I'm not as close with, of course. Um, but like, it's nice that we can have kind of like those moments or they just like pop up and, and you kind of can be like, wow, like I really cherish that we had that, but the deep ones, I think the more like close relationships, like relationships we have, you definitely have to like water, water that. Yeah. Plant. Like, I think we're all talking about communication in a lot of ways. And I think I was actually just talking to a friend of mine who was considering like blowing up her whole friend circle she lives in another city and she's like I think I want out of this group like we talk all the time but when we speak I don't feel like we're having like productive conversations or like there's a lot of negativity there's a lot of like I don't know she's like they're she's not being like fulfilled by their conversations is this who I think it is probably and I think that um like even you know the conversation we decided to take the conversations from our group chat on air because we were really having conversations that were like mm-hmm. making us think and push ourselves and grow and we're not just like sitting around like we love a good key but we also will get into like the realness of life yeah um and challenge one another um and motivate each other so I think that's one thing and then um I don't know this is like not really a, maybe related to the lasting idea but something I think a lot about my friendships in my 20s it was marked by like friends I could go on adventures with and like mm. just experience life with like we've 
done a ton of traveling together, made a lot of memories together in that time when we could just be free and like not tied down and like uninhibited. Um, that I think those will be some of the like most incredible memories of my lifetime. Like the crazy things I did with my friends in my twenties, mm. like in Bali, like swimming in a pool, drinking Glico. Yes. And, like, being- oh my oh God. My God. <laughs> we all Honestly, want that flashback. It's so valuable because I, I do think that in a, in a very big way, the whole like hustle culture vibe does play a role in your twenties. Like this whole idea that you, you know, should have everything figured out which is totally the opposite of what we portray on our show very much show it's cool to not have it figured out and then you'll learn along the way but mm-hmm. um with that I I do think that's like really beautiful to to think about because I think sometimes we get so caught up in like doing 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 that we forget to like really live and experience mm-hmm. and remember that those types of memories are things that, that that's what's going to stick with us not the night that we you know pulled an all-nighter to submit something for a deadline um and it's not to say those things don't happen and that we obviously do need some sort of something to keep us being able to pay our bills but um yeah just to really remember that those are the moments that are going to stick with us so I think totally. we all need that reminder mm-hmm. yeah I also have to say I do like Instagram for this where I might not talk to someone very often, but like we'll engage a lot. Like when I see their story, I'm gonna, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this looks so fun. Like, where are you? What are you up to? And then like, we're having like random conversations or like sharing memes or just like having like those little moments that like keep you kind of connected with someone. I will say like, that's kind of like a weird plus of social media. Cause sometimes totally. it's like, all right oversharing but I'm also like great I get to see you like in the middle of nowhere with your family with whatever you're doing and I haven't seen you in a long time so it's like a nice way to keep up with people a hundred percent yeah it's hard and I that is totally a perk of social media it's like okay and I feel that way especially like I just moved to LA and most of my really great friends that I've grown up with all my life are in New York and so I don't get to see them you know or talk as much even as as we would have in the past but it's like oh I feel like I still know everything going on because like I see what you're doing on social media but like Chelsea said the importance of that you know checking in because sometimes what we share is not always Mm -hmm. really what's going on and like those Mm -hmm. people that you really care about making sure to like take that time I think is so so important so I'm so glad that you brought up that tip Chelsea and I also think I think something that I'm really learning kind of going off of what you said today is that everyone has their own shit going on and just like understanding like I think being really understanding of like expectations of people of like Mm. like you have a lot going on but I know that doesn't mean that you don't love me or that like you don't value our friendship it's just like kind of back what we said about working with boundaries like understanding that you know, what can you expect from someone at certain periods of their life? And like, what do you expect from a friend? And like communicating that to your friends because we're all in our own crazy 20s moments, like figuring this shit out and just having an understand, like an open understanding of like what that means to to value your friendship. Because sometimes it is as simple as, yeah, we don't talk for two weeks and then we like, get on the phone and really catch up and feel really fulfilled. Yeah. yeah. And that's a really good point, Ju, when it comes to not only setting appropriate expectations, but I think that what you said about communicating that to people is important. And it's not, I think that that's different from over explaining, which I've had my phases with, we both have when it comes to like 
justifying or over explaining mm. situations that you don't need to. Um, but I do think that communicating is important because in the same way as with love languages, right? We feel love differently. We feel supported differently. So sometimes we could have these narratives in our head of like, oh, they don't care as much or they don't, you know, I don't know, feel the same way, whatever. When in reality, it's like, no, no, they just don't show it in that way or they don't operate in that way. So I think especially when we're going through shifts and whatnot, it's so powerful to be able to say, hey, you know what? I have this going on right now. I might not be as communicative um, Mm -hmm. as maybe you're used to because I think that's Mm -hmm. something too is like, Um, I know even for myself and Julia, we love each other so much, um, but we talk less than we used to when we were on more similar schedules, just based on, you know, I'm asleep when she's awake, (laughs) Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. but you know, we have this, this understanding that it's not a reflection of those things. It doesn't mean she cares less or I care less, but it's just kind of the season of life that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. And also the time zone. (laughs) Um, That's okay. But I, I think just communicating it is so powerful to lessen that room for like assumption or creating yeah. stories where they don't exist. Yeah. Yeah. I actually saw a post about that on Instagram. I was going to share it with Glenn. When I find it again, I'll share it with you because yeah. Glenn and her text messages and not responding to them. <laughs> but that was, that's was all I'm thinking about right now. I'm like, oh, Damn, no. I don't answer people back ever. <laughs> what did they say, the Chelsea? Post, the post was basically like, you know, life is busy and like everyone's dealing with their own shit and that's understandable. But like, it's, it, like a little piece of communication uh, goes a really long way. Like, even if you just say like, I'm so swamped right now, but like when things slow down, I'm going to get back to you or like Mm. we can chat Mm. like versus not saying anything. I'll find the post for you, Glenn. That's an amazing amazing tip. It is really, really good tip. No, it also buys you some time. Not that you should buy yourself time. Like people should be understanding too. Like everyone has going on, but like, you know, like, Hey, right now is kind of crazy. Like, but things will slow down eventually. And I'm, I'm thinking of you. Right. Just to say like, I hear you. I see you. I love you. Like I will get back to this. I promise. Like that goes a long, that is such a good tip. And I think sometimes for us people that love to like, that are just such givers and like want to give more. Like I know for myself, sometimes I like almost, I definitely have maybe too much of a sense of urgency when it comes to getting back to people. But I do think that because of the way that I value people in my life sometimes I'm like oh I want to be able to give them my all in this moment and you don't always have the capacity for that Mm -hmm. so I think also like Julia is very good about this that if she doesn't have the capacity for something she's so clear about it and it still makes you feel acknowledged and know that they care enough to respond they care enough and want to give you their best but they don't have it in them right now (laughs) so like love you sending you you know all the vibes but Um, and I think little things like that are so helpful because they still show that people are connected. They're actively wanting to listen to you and care for you. But I think also us being open about when we don't have the capacity also shows that humanness in us. And I think shows that we don't always have that and that that's okay. Right. For sure. Yeah. I got to get to the bottom of my text messaging anxiety. (laughs) It's okay. Just, you can do it, Glenn. You can yes, do it. You do. I'm packing that. Goal for me this I'm year. That. Yeah. Hey, that's a good goal. And starting at the place of like, uh, like I, I hear you. Like I'll get mm-hmm. back to you. Like yeah. Just starting there. It, does, it like what Chelsea said. It's not like buying kind of not the right word, but buying more time. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It totally does. But Glenn, actually, I do want to come to you because you, um, you you brought it up in the last question, and it's something that we never freaking talk about, and is so important about like friend breakups, like mm-hmm. what your friend was going through. So, like you know, that happens as we as we 
move on in our lives as we grow up like sometimes certain friendships don't serve us anymore um so I would love for you to just expand on that a little bit and what your advice might be for someone that is looking to break up with a friend Ooh, yeah we we have had uh, a couple friend breakups within our we, we talked about this when we first recorded we had six girls on the show and now there's three so there have been some breakups <laughs> and those didn't happen it. the very amicably the one in particular was like extremely messy for me and like painful and like even if I see her in the street now I don't even don't know what the energy is going to give um but it's been several years since she and I were friends and I feel like so relieved to be, to be like that chapter, that that chapter is closed. Um, I don't know if there's any way that, 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 that could have ended amicably. I think, I don't What do you guys think? Like, is it possible to have an amicable friend breakup? Yeah, I think there's so many feelings. I think sometimes yeah. naturally, like just some people just like naturally separate Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like no beef. It's just like, we kind of grew apart um but yeah I think friendship breakups are hard uh they could almost be worse than like a relationship breakup Mm -hmm. or like feels like a death sometimes yeah it feels like and then it depends how it's done too and then it depends like were you the one that wanted it to end or were you the friend that got broke broken up with like Mm -hmm. but like at the end of the day it's okay like it's like tough in the moment but then you like kind of you know like uh, think about how tough like all of those friendship breakups were like all the crying all the like anxiety about it and like yeah. now it's you know years later it's, it's oh it's that was a chapter it's fine. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. I'm all yeah I always wonder I mean I had a bad friend breakup and I was not very good at doing it so I probably shouldn't be giving this advice but I in retrospect I feel like um in an ideal world you can be able to tell the person like you know I think we're growing apart going in different directions because of these things and kind of like just put it out on the table and be super honest and hopefully like super amicable I feel like that'll be very challenging unless you guys are both on the same page mm-hmm. but at least to give the person an understanding and a perspective so that they at least can take that in and know like okay you know we weren't aligning on these things these opinions change where we used to really agree on something we no longer do or just you know whatever it may be because I think that does happen like I have changed so much and I've seen friends change drastically and I'm just kind of like yeah I mm, this doesn't mesh anymore and I don't think there's anything wrong with that like it's not like the person is like a terrible person it's just like we have different wants needs like any developing relationship and that's okay yeah Yeah, I'm not the best like I have a friend now that I uh she lives in another city and we I haven't seen her in person in like several years we kind of text but she just texted me like yesterday and was like I miss you so much like we have to catch up and truthfully I haven't really been trying to catch up like I'm, I'm just kind of like I was taking the distance and like not being around each other very much it's like a kind of like a fade out mm-hmm. and now I'm like what do I do about this because I'm not gonna like sit like be like yeah let's get on a call or like we should FaceTime right. because right. I'm feel like it would be awkward and I actually really don't want to spend my time doing that yeah. mm-hmm. so yeah, like I don't know scenario. what to do 
Totally. Or I'll just write back and be like, yeah, girl, we should. And then just like never set the time. <laughs> That's we probably what that. you will do. We yeah. all do that. Actually. <laughs> it's like it so hard. hard to communicate mm-hmm. those things it's like just like a regular breakup is hard like that's fucking hard especially if it's someone that you've had in your life for like a long time yeah we also yeah. we had like a friendship coach on the show i'm blanking yeah. her name right now it's danielle's i'll find it right cool now. okay um but she's great i think you guys should definitely talk to her yeah um i think she's writing a book about friendships and mm-hmm. she particularly focuses on female friendships or mm-hmm whatever um I always forget female if we're not supposed to say female whatever um so she was talking about how people only have the capacity for like what five friends right mm-hmm. or five Whoa. relationships wow. five, relationships. five relationships and she was like and if you're in a romantic a serious romantic relationship you actually only have the capacity for three more relationships which was so interesting because I feel like I have more relationships yeah than that. um but I think it is unrealistic to think that you can actually have close, deep friendships with a ton of people, Mm -hmm. right? Because it takes time, it takes energy, it takes, you know, talking. And so, I mean, you don't have a space for all those friends. So some friends drop off. Yeah. And also, I feel like people are, I don't know. It's like a fairy tale kind of thing, similar to like dating, where I think people imagine and like fantasize about like relationships with friends being this like deep thing that you can like, they're almost like your diary and you can go to them for everything. And they're like your rock and your person. And it's like, it doesn't have to be all of that. Like, of course, it's great to have relationships like that. But I have some friends who literally they're like, my like RuPaul's drag race friend and like we literally go and like we watch RuPaul together we laugh Mm -hmm. we have a drink we have a good kiki and then Mm -hmm. on to the next one of course like we're cool but like that's like our thing that we do together and like it like I don't know about you know their deep dark trauma and all of their like issues and like that's okay like we love that that's like what we do and and you can have different I think levels of of friendships um, I think when a friendship though starts to feel like a burden or like you're like, I think a lot of people hold on to friendships because it's like hard to have those breakups. Mm-hmm. You have to start to kind of be like, okay, hmm, might have mm-hmm. to start having some conversations, mm-hmm. yeah. hard yeah. one, but mm-hmm. like, doesn't make sense to hold on to something that isn't yeah. serving you. Is that Marie Kondo? <laughs> oh, bringing joy. Spark joy. Spark joy. Spark joy. Spark joy. Yeah. I, in terms of like your 20s, though, I also think that like in your early 20s, you kind of let shit slide, your boundaries get crossed, and you still mm-hmm. keep those friendships. I think the older you get, you're like, oh, I told you this was a boundary and you continue mm-hmm. to do it. Okay. You're out now. Mm-hmm. You know, like things yeah. are a little bit like you have less tolerance for things. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I think is probably a good thing. You know, I think in my early twenties, I was like, let a lot of shit slide that like, I would just never mm-hmm. <laughs> now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so those people aren't here anymore. Yeah, and it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, you guys, that was all such good advice. I don't even, I could touch on every single one, but I, I won't. Um, <laughs> but seriously, in so many different levels, I think, especially when it comes to, um, 
different friendships serving different things. Julie and I talk about that when it comes to like relationships, like our romantic relationships and expectations we might have of a partner versus like the void that Julia might fill for me in terms of like what like TV show we talk about, or of course some like deeper level things, um, just how different friendships might serve different purposes. And then also when it comes to um, having those like figuring out what actually does serve you. Um, I think it can be so tricky because I think we can, like you said in our earlier 20s, kind of make excuses for people or make excuses mm-hmm. for circumstances or in the same way as someone might do for a long-term, perhaps toxic romantic relationship being like, mm. oh, I invested so much time in mm. this. And it's not to mm. invalidate that. Um, but I think sometimes we equate the amount of time that we've put into something as like, I don't know, that makes it yeah. an exception or something like that. Yeah. Um when in reality, it's like um, something that I know Julia did and a couple of our other friends after their their breakups was they made a list of these non-negotiables with that mm. it comes for a future partner. And I think that they're, wow. that that would be really powerful to do when it comes to like just, you know, people in our life. It doesn't mean you don't talk to somebody who doesn't check off this box, but more mm-hmm. so like in terms of maybe somebody that respects my boundaries, somebody that respects my space. I don't know, whatever it may be. Um, I think would be helpful to, without even thinking of a particular person, just what things you value in a friendship and just kind of, I guess, evaluating the people in your circle and thinking like, is, you know, are these people serving this uh, space for me right now? I love that. You guys are very wise. <laughs> it's only because people on that come on our show teach us things. That's, oh the, only That's amazing. The only reason. Another thing I wanted to say really quickly is I think in your twenties, also don't be afraid to make new friends. Like you don't Mm. have to like be like, Oh, well, this is my childhood friend. So like, we're just like, and this is it, like meet new people, like explore, like explore new relationships. Like you might have like a friend of a friend that you really are like, every time we hang out, we have such a good time. Like text that person and hang out with them. Like I have made so many friends off of their friends and then like, their friend like the branches just like extend and it's great because like there are so many facets of you that you can kind of like explore through different people like I'm literally about to go have brunch with my friends boyfriend's best friend (laughs) like and it's so funny that was was literally going to be our our next question was how do you make new friends because I think Beyond it be maybe feeling awkward in general or the idea of it feeling awkward. Um, I think that's a lot. That's something that a lot of people in their twenties come up against, whether it's um, if they did go to college or something, all their college friends don't live close to their hometown anymore. Um, or maybe they did have friend breakups and now they're like, okay, mm-hmm. where do I meet people? And where do I meet people um, when we're in the middle of a pandemic still? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. In how do we do that? So what are your, what are your tips beyond um, friends of friends to, to maybe meeting some new people Yeah, and lessening the awkward feelings? <laughs> I feel like Instagram can help. Like you mm-hmm. were saying, Shade, with being able to like comment on people's things. Like um, there's a girl that I want to like be friends with actually on Instagram now. And we're like kind of engaging with yeah. each other. Yeah, I'm like, I'm what? Like, Let's get drinks sometime wow she a lot about how she like is she 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 follows our show as well and she's always like oh, I want to be in a group chat I know who that is oh she's friends. a sweet girl yeah she's really sweet but I, like I just comment on her things we've like she yeah. posts something funny I respond or whatever and like then you build a little rapport with them in your dms and you could take it off the dms I think yeah I think that's a nice strategy but I think 
it helped because I met her in person first and then we followed each other mm-hmm. so I don't know if that really happens in the pandemic sliding into like a friend DM yeah, yeah it's like not like <laughs> randomly but Make it, it a thing. could happen randomly people meet me on the internet all the time mm-hmm. yeah. like all the yeah. time yeah I'm like, I love it. I I'm really not great at making new friends like my first <laughs> when I started at in college I stayed in my dorm room for like a week I lived in a I I applied to have a single. They gave me a single as a freshman and I stayed in my room the entire time. And the only reason why I got friends is because someone made friends with me. So (laughs) I've just been lucky that I meet people that want to help me. (laughs) So like maybe if you're not so great at making new friends, maybe you'll get lucky and have a more outgoing friend to help you make friends slash people that make you feel like comfortable I don't know. I'm not, I don't have advice for this one. (laughs) Oh, I I, thank you for the honesty about it because I mean, and all of you guys, like this whole conversation has been so real and honest and I can't thank you enough because sometimes the answer is not just as simple as like, here's the five things that you do to make a good, Mm -hmm. like a new friend. Like Mm -hmm. that's not the reality of life. Sometimes, sometimes it is like needing to like put yourself out there or like texting that friend of a friend and maybe feeling awkward about it. Like that's Mm -hmm. the truth of the situation. And I think like on on what you were saying Sade about expand like expanding your friends and making new friends in your 20s is something that sometimes I feel like is looked down on like oh like why don't you yeah. have like a bunch of old friends like why do you just like making new friends mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. but as we grow up just as our time becomes really important and we want to make sure like you were saying Glenn about giving it to the right people and spending it on the right things because our time is limited and our time is valuable and the more things we have on our plate the harder it is to like want to give it to things that don't feel a hundred percent fulfilling and also like on the other coin of that like as we as we grow up like you want to make new friends because just as you want to have new experiences because that's what makes us grow like that's what that's what helps us discover parts of ourselves that maybe we didn't know in the past Mm -hmm. like if we just did the same thing for our whole lives like we would just we wouldn't really grow very very boring Yeah. yeah and and I think some of these newer friends I I agree with you I think sometimes people are like oh I you know have these super old friends and they look down like no new friends no new friends Mm -hmm. but like I've actually made like some really I don't even I wasn't even thinking of this because they feel like longtime friends Mm -hmm. but I have some friends that I've only known for like four years and like I was in one of their like wedding like um and and again like it started off with me with one girl who just like made me feel so it was they had a group of friends and I was the new person and Mm -hmm. she like welcomed me with open arms mm. and kind of brought me into the group and like now we like we all like talk every day we have our meetups all the time like and we are truly friends but it's only been like four years so yeah yeah I think new new friends can be super valuable especially in your 20s because this this is like some yeah. crazy shit is going on in these these are formative years yes yeah. definitely um, you know? and I think in in other places of meeting people outside of like your network like as corny as it sounds like if there's like a hobby or something that you enjoy to do that you Mm -hmm. kind of like do in your own zone and you always see that person in your Pilates class or you know like don't 
feel like shy or ashamed like you can invite someone for like mm-hmm. coffee or and like just like Pilates. yeah just yeah. like yeah. kind of like you have to put yourself out there. It's literally like when you're like dating and you yeah. have to be like, you have to are you interested in me? Like, but, yeah. and you have to be okay with that. Um, so I think that's, that's a good one. Oh, and coworkers, so I have to I was say, gonna say, what I've about been, work friends? I've been so lucky to have incredible coworkers, like yes. people to this day who I like love very, very much. So if you are literally. lucky enough to kind of like develop relationships with your coworkers, like we have group chats of like all the different jobs I've had and the people I was cool with and like, we're still cool and we keep in touch. And like, it's, those are some, I think really valuable ones. Cause you also have those inside jokes, like work stuff that like nobody gets. And I just love those. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was just saying my old coworkers are like my sisters. And when when I first Mm. met them, I was like really hesitant to be cool with them to be honest they put me in again I have a texting problem these are the only girls I'll text they put me in these group chats they were texting all day long I was like what are y'all talking about but then I like opened myself up to new friends honestly and I'm so happy that I did like I had to get myself out of that mindset that like these are my set people like meeting right. people sorry yeah. you were gonna say something no I mean I I actually used to always say I'm not in the market for new friends like I used to mm-hmm. probably say that and now like I made some incredible new friends but Julie I was gonna ask because you moved yeah and I'm gonna be moving and oh, lucky yeah. for me my best one of my closest friends is in Los Angeles but yeah. outside of her I don't know that many people so how has it mm-hmm. been like moving to a new city meeting new friends or like what yeah are you doing? yeah I like kind of a combo platter of like everything that we've talked about well so I, I like talking about the lucky and like having people that make you feel good. Like I, my boyfriend already lived out here. Mm. So he has friends and I moved in with my best friend from high school and okay. he's lived out here for a long time and he already has friends. So like nice. in that luckiness of like friends of friends situation, but I did have like the hesitancy of like, oh, well, are they really my friends? If I'm just like mm-hmm. meeting them through my boyfriend and my roommate, like they're, mm-hmm. are they just my boyfriends and my roommates friends, but cross it. And like, I felt that way for like the first like couple weeks. And like, honestly, it's gone quicker than I thought it would. I thought that would take even more time, but now I already feel like, oh yeah, they're my friends too. And it's like crossing that boundary of like, yeah, like texting, like, like one of his like his boyfriend's best friend, mm-hmm. but his best friend's girlfriend is now one of my like really, really, really close friends. And I like value mm-hmm. her friendship so much. And like, at first I was like, I don't know if I'm allowed to be like just friends with you on the side, mm-hmm. like but crossing that boundary and like sending the text and, and yeah, like finding people that make you feel really comfortable. And it's okay if you met them through like other people, like that's how you meet, that's how you might meet like a significant other, like a friend of a friend. So oh, why, can't yeah. we, why can't we do that with platonic friendships and then also like you said Sade about putting yourself into hobbies like I'm an actor and so like now I've started taking acting class yeah so I've started like taking an in-person acting class which is like very new everything's been on zoom forever but now I'm like meeting people in my class and like crossing that boundary there of like hey like should we go get a drink like you want to meet up before class like that kind of stuff like I need to join your class I was about to say oh my god Chelsea I'll tell you all about it. it's so good, <laughs> it's so good. I love that. yeah but yeah that it's been kind of a combo platter of those things and it was scary at first to be like oh am I gonna go out here and like be alone just with like my boyfriend and my one friend which I'm very lucky to have like some people move to with a no new one, city yeah. with absolutely no one like I was in a good setup um but 
I think all the tips that you guys gave are absolutely incredible. And I can't thank you all for being so real and so raw and so honest with us. Like these are the exact kind of conversations that we love to have. And we just have two little last questions before we let you guys go on with your Sunday. Uh, we can go around one by one. Since okay. you guys um, have just, some of you have reached <laughs> the 30 mark and <laughs> the other two are about to. Yeah. Um, what if you could give your 20, like looking back now at this 29, 30 age, if you could give your 20s year old self one piece of advice or tell her one thing, what would you tell her? You respect your, your boundaries. Mm -hmm. I would respect your boundaries with everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So good so important I don't know I, I mean I think I would just say you're doing it right maybe like I, I you know I got to have a little bit of reflection in turning 30 and I think back on all the things that I did in my 20s and I'm I'm always like kind of in awe at like my bravery and like all the things that I did it was like incredible so yeah I love that um don't use your credit card <laughs> like it is free money you it's, really good advice. it's not it's not it's really not something I'm still learning um every day but it, I could have probably made some wiser financial decisions I I think I would I would have I mean all in all I think I had so much fun with the money that was being spent but still if you can just reel it in just a little bit <laughs> love it Goodness. No, all of that is such good advice. Seriously, we we respect you guys so much. We admire you so much between just like the people that you are in the world, what you give to your audience and the ways in which you've grown. When it comes to your platform, it gives us a lot of hope and all the things when it comes to uh, the same amount of passion that we give to ours. So thank you. Um, thank and you. for people that want to connect with you or want to listen to your show, where can they find you? So you can find us on Instagram at Black Girls Texting. Um, we also have a website, blackgirlstexting.com. We tweet sometimes, blackgirlstext1. Uh, mm -hmm. And we started YouTube because uh, yeah. I find that some people like watching. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we're on YouTube, Black Girls Texting, and we have a Patreon too. So we do like some, a little more, you know, raunchy and exclusive. <laughs> like the real group chat. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was so fun. This is great. Oh, you guys are thank super sweet. Thank you guys so, so much. This has been incredible. Everyone, go follow Black Girls Texting. Their show is amazing. Their platform is amazing. And we can't thank you guys enough. This has been so fun. Thank, thank you. you. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With, with love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.